All right, we're hearing the signing is imminent. For how many years? I don't think anyone really cares. I think everyone's just pretty happy about it. They've been looking for a player to play on that line all season. They had one, but unfortunately, he's not the most consistent player. Is the answer in Detroit? And he may very well end up being a number one in the National Hockey League after all. It's really encouraging. He's bounced back, and that shows character. We'll talk about all this and much more on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinaro. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Marinaro. The Sickest Montreal Canadiens Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadiens win the Stanley Cup. Sports entertainment like no other. Brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Marinero, the sick podcast brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense by nature. The beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And yes, by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. It no longer surprises me. By the way, I've probably been about 10 times in the last month. It's my home away from home. So uh, if you go there, warning, it is addictive, and you're going to end up going there very, very often. All right, okay. The Canadians played their last regular season game on April 29th, a couple of episodes ago. We talked to you about what in the world is going on with, um, with Marty St. Louis, and should he choose not to come back? Who are the potential candidates who speak French, which we know is a prerequisite? Well, Darren Dreger uh, of TSN tells us that the signing is imminent. It's any day now, uh, which is encouraging. Uh, and so now the big question is, there are different reports that are floating around. I think a lot of people expected a three-year deal for Marty St. Louis, but there are certain reports that are out there uh, that see Marty St. Louis probably even signing a five-year deal. And, you know, this would be the best thing that can happen the five-year deal instead of the three-year deal. Why? Think about this for a second. Marty St. Louis wants to win. Every coach wants to win. But if you give him a three-year deal, and I was thinking about this and have been thinking about this since last night, if you give him a three-year deal and you want to preach rebuild or retransformation or revamp, he says to himself, I don't have a lot of time. I have three years max. I might get fired in year one. And at that point, he might say, they want to rebuild. I want to win. And I'm going to do everything in my power to win. And at that point, he starts asking the general manager for players. He starts asking them for, for trades. He starts uh, maybe not thinking of a player's development as much as he's thinking about a player coming in and helps them win the game right away. But now if he signs five years, he knows he has the security. I'm going to be okay. But they say to him, Marty, you want five years. Why do you want five years? Well, I want five years because by the time this team becomes a competitive team, it's probably going to be two years from now, by the time they probably become a playoff team, 
It's probably three years from now. By the time they become a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, it's probably four or five years from now. And so I want to be in it for the long run. And I want to be part of this whole rebuild. I want to be part of this whole project. So for those who are saying, give him three years, and I thought it would be an automatic. Yeah, he'll get three years. He'll probably get a couple of million dollars per year or whatever. Dominic Ducharme got 1.7. He'll probably get 2 million. Five years, if he asks for it, is it could, you know, it could end up being a very, very good thing. At the end of the day, what could go wrong? Let's just say they fire him. They got to pay him. Is it your money? Is it, is it my money? There's no difference. The money doesn't count on the salary cap. They're still going to spend up to the cap, whether they're paying coaches or they're not paying coaches. At the end of the day, it's Jeff Molson and the ownership group that would have to pay for a contract uh, of a coach that they let go. So, um, and when things go bad, they don't go according to plan. You, you know, you don't end up sticking with the coaches because you're in their contract. I think the Montreal Canadiens proved that, right? They relieved Claude Julien of his duties when he had a couple of years left on his contract. And then they uh, promoted Dominic Ducharme and he had a three-year deal. And after one year, he too was relieved of his duties. So it could all be good news. Now, in terms of the number one line, let's think about this for a second. There's a, there's a duo right now on the number one line. There's a duo. The duo is the duo of Suzuki and the, and Cole Caulfield. That's the duo. They tried everyone during uh, the second half of the season there when they put them together. And the guy that worked out the most was Josh Anderson. Unfortunately, they were really hot as a line for two to three weeks. And then three or four games, Josh Anderson was not to be found. And then he'd have a game and then he'd come back and didn't always work out. So now you're looking for players. And in one of the last episodes, when I brought in Norman Flynn, we talked about the temptation to actually make a deal to go out and acquire the second pick overall. We believe that New Jersey is willing to trade the pick. They wouldn't draft a centerman because they have Jack Hughes and they have Nico Heischer. So they wouldn't draft a centerman in the draft. So it would lead you to believe that they would draft Uri Slavkovsky. The Canadians are going to draft Shane Wright. He'll be the number one pick overall. But wouldn't it be great to have one and two? And we talked about that because Slavkovsky can play on a line with Suzuki and Caulfield. But what if it doesn't work out? Are there other players that are out there on the market? <clears throat> and there's one name that has been popping up. Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings. Drafted in the second round, 58th overall in 2013. Six foot one, over 200 pounds. A left winger shoots left, can play either wing. Cole Caulfield, a right winger shoots right, can also play either wing. Last year, 30 goals in 68 games. The year before, five goals in just nine games. 21 goals in 71 games, 21 in 73 before that, and seven in the 48 before that. But once again, last year, 30 goals in 68 games. How many 30 goal scorers are out there? This is a trade that I think the Montreal Canadiens should consider. I don't know what the asking price is for Tyler Bertuzzi, but he looks like he could be a Josh Anderson in the making, only better because he scores more. You could probably make the argument that he's better already. From a statistical, 
from a statistical point of view, he obviously is. Anderson never got 30 goals. He never got 32 assists, and he never got 62 points. Um, but he has a certain experience that Bertuzzi, a toughness. How about if you have both? How about if Detroit wanted an Anderson instead of Bertuzzi? We're just talking here. What could Detroit want? Do they need a centerman? Would you give up Christian Dvorak for Tyler Bertuzzi? I don't know about you, but I take a look at the Montreal Canadiens lineup. After Suzuki and after Caulfield, and I wouldn't want to give up Romanov, but I'll pretty much give up anybody. And now we're not talking draft picks, of course, because the Canadians are not going to trade the first pick overall. Tyler Bertuzzi, if you're a fan and you're looking for Detroit Red Wing gear or whichever team he ends up going to, or you're a Suzuki fan or a Caulfield fan, sportbuffshop.com. For all your licensed sports apparel, including hoodies, caps, T-shirts, your favorite teams from all the major leagues, as well as our sick merchandise. Today, I'm wearing Bet the House. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. Speaking of betting the house, a couple of years ago, a lot of people were willing to bet the house on Caden Primo. Yes, he was drafted in the seventh round. And yes, he was drafted 199th. But the way he played for a couple of seasons at Northeastern in representing the United States and their program, you thought this guy's the real deal. He gets called up, plays a couple of games with the Canadians. He's young, but you say, you know what? He's going to be good. This year, he plays games. And I think in his last five or six games, he got pulled. And now a lot of people were saying, he's not that good. Some were saying, this guy's never going to play in the National Hockey League. Some were saying, he's a bust. You know, Kent Hughes himself said, we got num one number one goalie in the National in the organization. And that's Carey Price. And Kent Hughes was probably being honest at the time. I wonder if it was calculated. It was before Laval played the playoffs or during or around that time. And it looks like Caden Primo took what Kent Hughes had to say rather personally. Because he was absolutely outstanding versus the Syracuse Crunch. And um, it also... It also got to him that he didn't start the playoffs. Kevin Poulin started game one, and then Caden Primo hasn't looked back. He ended up playing game two, game three, game four, and game five of that series. And they win three games to two. He was absolutely stellar for the remainder of the series, the time that he was in. And then they play Rochester, and he was very good in the first two games in Laval. They go up two games to nothing. And last night, they played in Rochester. And he gave up five goals. He did. It was not his best night, for sure. But it's his only hiccup thus far of the playoffs. But right now, you would bet the house that Caden Primo is going to play in the National Hockey League again. So much so that his former goalie coach, Stefan Waite, who had a chance to work with him. Stefan Waite, of course, was the goalie coach for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, had said once upon a time that, you know what, Caden Primo would be with the Montreal Canadiens probably within three years he probably needed to play uh, 200 games at the American Hockey League level. 
And now he's saying that with the playoffs that he's having, it could probably accelerate his way to the National Hockey League. And so we said this before, and we're going to say it again. The Canadians, for where they are right now, they would be better off without Carey Price, with all due respect to him. Four years left on his contract, earns $10.5 million. The Canadians are a rebuilding slash revamping team. I don't know what's going to happen with Carey Price. I think anything can happen with Carey Price. If I were a betting man and I wouldn't bet the house, but I would put a few dollars that he'll retire. Physically, he's gone through a lot. Mentally, he's gone through a lot. 15 years in Montreal is like 30 years somewhere else. Montreal is a different animal. They're in a rebuilding, revamping. You would think he wouldn't want part of that. How do you trade a guy who makes $10.5 million, who's got four years left on his contract, when there's some uncertainty around his knee, who was in the player's assistance program back in October, who only played five games in the regular season? The only good one that he played was the last one in a 10-2 win, where with a couple of minutes left in the game, he's saying hi to his family. Um, it just it looked like the way the season ended that he had played his last game. He hasn't ruled out another surgery. He's going for a second opinion because the first opinion, you would imagine they told him things he didn't want to hear, so he wants to get a second one. If I were a betting man, I would bet that Carey Price is going to retire. Not a lot of money, but a little bit of money. Not a lot. So my question to you is, there was talk of going out to get this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. Has Caden Primo changed your mind? Would you bring up Caden Primo next year? And would you make Jake Allen play half the season and Caden Primo half the season? Or would you give it to Allen and Montembeau and still keep Caden Primo in the American Hockey League? One thing is for sure, I'm Marinaro. I'm the president of the Caden Primo fan club. Always have been. I'm not so sure I always will be, but I still am. Was I concerned with him getting pulled? Yes, I was. Let's put things in perspective. He had the worst team in hockey in front of him with a team down the stretch that wanted to play offense. Would Shea Weber unofficially retired? Would Ben Sherratt traded? Would Jeff Petrie play in the worst hockey of his career? With a bunch of guys hurt? With a bunch of guys not motivated? With Tyler Toffoli being traded and Kulak being traded and Lekkinen being traded? The wheels fell off. The worst team in hockey. So everyone thought he's a terrible goalie. He's not a terrible goalie. Like any goalie, you need to be insulated. He wasn't. When the Canadians are going to be good, I'm willing to bet that Caden Primo will be very good. I'll bet my money that Caden Primo is going to play in the National Hockey League. Will he be great? That I don't know. Goalies enter their prime 27, 28 years old. He's still young in that regard. But Caden Primo is going to play in the National Hockey League. And Caden Primo is going to play for the Montreal Canadiens. Marinaro, matrixhomefitness.ca. Bring it home. Discover a club quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit matrixhomefitness.ca. Primo's on the bike right now. He's on the treadmill right now. No, he's not. He's resting because his series is over. And he's going to take on either Springfield or Charlotte 
with Springfield holding a two games to nothing in a best of five series. Caden Primo is back. And it looks like Marty St. Louis is coming back. And now the big question is, who's that left winger for Suzuki and Caulfield? I don't know about you, but I'd place a call to Steve Eiserman in Detroit. I know the last time they did, it didn't work out all that well. But this is a new general manager. It's a new team. It's a different situation. What's the asking price for Tyler Bertuzzi? I want to find out. I take that guy on my team. I hope you take me on your team too. After all, I'm Marinaro, and this podcast is sick. Tell your friends about it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Sick Podcast. Way to go, Canada. Down 3 nothing at the World Hockey Championships. They come back 3-1, 3-2, 3-3. The game goes to overtime. And Matthew Barzell with the pass to Drake Batherson. They win by a score of 4-3. Go, Canada, go. Proud Canadian. My color is red. Ciao. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by 8.6, Intense by Nature, and Lakash. If the last time you went to Lakash was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lakash. The menu will surprise you.